0: hey you guys welcome to the main and magic podcast your stop for all things disney i'm your host dawn brown and this is episode 24 whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via disney entertainment i'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie joins me to discuss the new Disney Genie options coming to Walt Disney World's My Disney Experience app, as well as the Disneyland app. We discuss each level of service and share our thoughts, good and bad, about what we know so far. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. We are going to do something a little bit different that we don't normally do, and I don't plan on making it a, uh, a normal thing, but there's some big developments happening in the Disney parks right now, so we are going to talk about them. And the big thing is the Disney Genie, uh, the Disney Genie, Disney Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes, all of that stuff. So we're gonna get into this. I have Katie here with me from Pictures and Postcards Travel. Hey Katie.
1: Hello, Dawn. Hello, all listeners.
0: Uh, we were talking before we started recording and we both have thoughts.
1: <laughs> thoughts, opinions, <laughs> comments.
0: <laughs> uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna go through the information that Disney has released so far. And then we are just going to talk about it. So I have, uh, you know, what amounts to their press release. So I'm just going to read through this real quick and then we'll discuss. Um, And you can find this on the Disney Parks blog and I will link it in the show notes too. So uh, it says coming this fall to Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort. Disney Genie is a complimentary and convenient new digital service designed to create your best Disney day. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, we've made significant investments in this cool new technology, which guides you through our theme parks with tips that can help you reduce time in line, discover magic around every corner and take the guesswork out of what's next. It's built right into the My Disney Experience and Disneyland apps. Uh, Disney Genie Service will maximize your park time so you can have more fun. It includes a personalized itinerary feature that will quickly and seamlessly map out an entire day. From specific attractions, foodie experiences, and entertainment to general interests like Disney princesses, villains, Pixar, Star Wars, thrill rides, and more. Just tell Disney Genie what you want to do, and it will do the planning for you. Uh, So some of the features are get itinerary updates from morning to night. The Disney Genie will continue to update your itinerary throughout your day so you can be more spontaneous and go with the flow. uh, Find your favorites at a glance. Create your very own personal tip board to instantly see your favorites. It'll display current and forecasted future wait times, helping you predict when you might experience quicker entry to attractions. Uh, Enjoy more flexibility and fun. Disney Genie brings exciting, or existing planning features together in one place. Join a virtual queue at certain attractions, make dining and experience reservations, mobile order food at many locations, get help from a virtual assistant, and more. Uh, And now we move on to Disney Genie Plus. So for even more convenience and flexibility, there are two other options for enjoying our theme parks. Through a queue we are introducing called the Lightning Lane Entrance that also saves you time in line. So this is through Disney Genie Plus. So the Disney... Genie Plus service is going to be a paid service uh, for the price of $15 per ticket per day at Walt Disney World and $20 per ticket per day at Disneyland. Choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions and experiences using the Lightning Lane entrance. You can make one selection at a time throughout the day classics like Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's, of course, attractions subject to limited availability. This convenient option is the next evolution of the fan-favorite Disney Max Pass service from Disneyland. Disney Genie Plus will also include... Disney parks themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories. So at Disney World the photo features are going to be augmented reality lenses and at Disney Land there's going to be unlimited Disney photo pass downloads from the day that you have the Disney Genie Plus. For any day that you have Disney Genie Plus And then, of course, we have the individual attraction selections, also available for purchase. And this is separate from Disney Genie Plus. So schedule a time to arrive at up to two highly demanded attractions each day using the Lightning Lane entrance. So this is going to be for rides like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Magic Kingdom and Radiator Springs Racers at Disney's California Adventure Again, subject to limited availability, attractions not included with Disney Genie Plus, like I just said, pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park, and will be announced closer to launch. Lightning Lane selections will be made on the same day of your visit and can be used across multiple theme parks, which is great for those who love the Park Hopper option. Attractions continue to offer a traditional standby queue or a virtual queue at certain attractions like Star Wars Rise of the Resistance to maximize flexibility. So that, so, okay, that's a lot of information. So let's kind of go through this step by step. So right right from the start, it, it looks like they're just changing. They're just adding Genie to the My Disney Experience app. So if you already have that app on your phone, you're good to go, right? Right. Um, and same thing with the Disneyland. So for free, you will be able to, you know, go into the app and kind of select what's important to you to do at the park and the things that you're interested in. And you'll be able to get those forecasted wait times, current wait times. Um, You'll be able to make your dining reservation or your, um, oh, what do you want to call it? Mobile orders, your mobile food orders through it. So kind of the same as it is now, except for just a a few extra features. Sounds like.
1: Yeah, I kind of like the extra features that they're adding for the for the free service. It's definitely um, I know we mentioned it on the Facebook page. It's very similar to um, touring plans and kind of predicting your day, basically, and um, live updates and kind of showing you what's good to go on next or where wait times are definitely at. And you can see all that before the genie. You can see. What wait times are but it's going to predict how long people are actually staying waiting in line um so i kind of like the free service but you're waiting in all the standby lines with it yeah
0: and then we have disney genie plus so this is the paid thing so here we go man this is this is paid (laughs) (laughs) this is this is paid fast pass uh, and for $15, uh, uh, I never did max pass at Disneyland. That was not there when I went last. Uh, so I don't know how that worked or how it affected people in standby lines. Um, we know how people, we know how fast pass affects standby lines because, 80% of the people that were riding an attraction that had fast pass came from fast pass line. Uh, and I, I don't know if a lot of people know that. I think they thought standby line was the main line and fast pass was a small percentage of guests, but it was actually reverse. Most of the guests on an attraction went through the fast pass line and standby line was just that it was Whatever was extra, you waited in the standby line. So if you think about that in terms of Disney Genie Plus, we don't know what percentage of people in an attraction line will be this paid service versus just the free standby line. I feel like if 80% of the people going on Seven Dwarfs, well, I guess Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is going to be the the separate the It's separate extra, purchase, extra.
1: But,
0: <laughs> yes. Um, but Big Thunder Mountain, if 80% right. of the people going on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in a day did it via Disney Genie Plus, which means they paid for it, that feels gross to me. So, But we we don't know yet. Um that remains to be seen, and they're never going to tell you that. And the only reason we really know that <laughs> that Fast pass was putting more people through a ride than the standby line is because of statisticians and theme park junkies like touring plans, and there's a, there's a few others that actually send people to the park and they count how many people go into a fast pass line and they count how many people go into a standby line and they do all of that legwork. So, but anyway, so for Walt Disney world, it's going to be $15 per person per day. So if you have a family of four, you buy your ticket and you Buy the Disney Genie Plus separate, it's gonna be an extra 60 bucks a day to do this. And then for Disneyland, it'll be $20. Um, the other thing that we all have questions about is it says choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions. And you can make one selection at a time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And all of this is happening on the day that you are going to the park. Yes. So if I, and we don't know how this is, is this going to be like boarding groups at 7am? You try to go on and make your, or do you have to be in the park to be able to do
1: it? I actually know the answer to this. So for for Disneyland, you have to be in the park. Um, so Disneyland genie plus is going to be very, they're basically just changing the name to make it very uniform. Um, but essentially anyone who has been to Disneyland or any of our, uh, Disneyland guests that always go to Disneyland that listen, the lightning lane is essentially still max pass plus, um, or the, I'm sorry, the max pass service. With the addition of the new Lightning Lane individual attraction. So that's extra. That's gonna be added. But Genie Plus is max pass when it comes to Disneyland, except they're changing the name. For Disney World, um, at seven, if you are staying on property at 7 a.m you can go into the park that you have a reservation for and select your first fast pass. I'm sorry. Lightning lane service. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so hard to change.
0: Oh, old habits um, are gonna go right. down so hard.
1: <laughs> this is I mean I still call it Disney or downtown Disney. So <laughs> um, but you're gonna be able to select your first one at 7 a.m where somebody who's staying at say dare I say a universal resort, visiting Disney for one day, they cannot choose their first lightning lane entrance until they have entered the park. So there's your perk for staying on property. Um, But you can only select one at a time. So say at 7 a.m. you have a reservation for Magic Kingdom. You and I know the first thing you're going to do is make your lightning lane pass for Big Thunder Mountain because that gets really that gets a long line quickly. So you're gonna make that for say 9 a.m if that's when the park opens as soon as you step in line again this is similar to how the max pass works as soon as you have scanned and gone through the line you get on the app you select your next one based on time what's what's coming up um, And then the other thing that I learned is, and now obviously everything is subject to change. Like this is not official yet. Nothing is completely, it's not out, it's not live. So obviously things could potentially change. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There may be things that are misconstrued because when I first read all about the D- Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus and the individual attraction, I personally, it wasn't until I started reading more, and went on a couple of conference calls, I thought that you could either do the Disney Genie Plus, or if you don't want to pay the $15 a day, you could just pick two random things that you would want a fast lightning lane pass for. And you could pick those two things. So I thought it was either or. And it realized that if you wanted that, that extra extra cost was for those big attractions, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and things. So I misunderstood that. Um, obviously I know now, but it's, (laughs) I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Like it, you could also like, you can make it so you go, you're in line at 9am. Oh, that's, if a certain amount of time passes, this is where I believe I'm understanding this correctly. This is going to be similar to back in the day when we had paper fast passes and had to run with everyone's ticket first thing in the morning to Splash Mountain get your fast pass. And after even let's say your your Lightning Lane doesn't isn't until 11 a.m. After a certain point, you can select a second one. I'm not 100 percent positive on that, but I think that after a certain amount of time, even if you haven't used your first one, you might be able to select a second one because you've waited essentially a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah, I actually was reading that too. And I think, I think some of that is coming from, uh, I don't think it's speculation from just random people. It, Everywhere that I've read it, it sounds like it's coming from people inside the Disney company. So it sounds, I'm getting the feeling that they do not have it completely fleshed out yet. And they're still doing the math. Yeah. Which is why I kind of come back to when I mentioned earlier that, you know, 80% of riders on an attraction for a day came from Fast Pass. I am curious to know what the volume is going to be for Disney Genie plus. Right. Um, Because it does seem like they're going to have, I mean, obviously this is all like computer engineering and algorithms and putting people in different areas of the park that are slow to maximize people's experience. But, There's also going to be, like, an element of managing all of that with a a time frame, too. So, Mm -hmm. it just seems like they would want you... Like, they're going to want you to get on as many attractions as you can. We would hope. So that you are not angry at the end of the day. Like, I paid $15 for this, and I got on two things, so... I'm guessing there's going to have to be a time element mixed into that. But uh, here's- that's good to know, at least if you're on property, that that because I had heard about that 7 a.m. thing, but I didn't know if that was speculation or if it was true. So it sounds like, as of right now, that's what they're telling you in conference calls, that that's what they intend to have it be.
1: Right. And I mean, they have to do something for, to, to give somebody the perk of staying on property. Like they can't, they're not going to just take away and you know, well, what's the purpose of me staying on property now, if I don't get any perks whatsoever, like, you know, somebody like me who can't afford a deluxe resort all the time, the deluxe resort. And the reason I say that is because the deluxe resort guests get the extra time at the end of the day. So, cool, okay, I get an extra, extra time if I stay at a deluxe, but someone like me who can only afford a moderate resort, what perk do I have? If I, you know, you, so they, they have to do something for that. And that's that makes sense that you're getting an extra couple hours on somebody who's not staying on property. Um, but then the other thing that I heard is, and, and again, we'll call it speculation. It might not be, but... Um, Obviously these one, when, when this goes live, you know, when you call, we, we book a package and get everything all set, you can add this on. So as soon as you get to Disney property, you're good to go. But then if you don't book it ahead of time, you can purchase it the day of the morning of, um, and that's that $15 a day charge, um, so I almost wonder is if you book, and I don't know the answer to this. So this is just something I'm throwing out there, and and uh, maybe you have read something. But if you can book it on the day of, you wake up and say let's let's do let's do Lightning Lane, let's do Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios today, and pay your fifteen dollars for the four, fifteen dollars each for the four of you. When you're booking your package, can you select what days you want the Lightning Lane? Or if you book it ahead of time, is it similar to the Park Hopper where it's all or nothing?
0: Yes, I know you. You, I have also heard this question from other travel planners, actually. So uh, it seems like we're all on the same level with that and nobody actually knows. Right. Uh So, eh, the
1: thing thing that worries me is like with the hopper pass okay let's say you're going to disney for for 10 days and you know we book it and you're like i don't want the hopper pass and then on day six you decide what was i thinking i do want the hopper pass you have to prorate your hopper pass for the five days that you didn't use it even though you you want it let's say you have a nine-day ticket And you're only using it for four days; you still have to pay for all nine days. So, are they going to do the same thing? And that's like that's something that I question, and and I wish I had an answer. I wish I had an answer for. But these are things that people are going to call and ask me, and these are things that I'm looking into. (laughs) I'm trying to get the answers. I don't know the answer. I know it's going to be a question, um, but
0: it. I honestly, it seems like how they already have how they already bundle things that the bundling is, I I would imagine that that is going to happen. But again, if they're saying that you can do this from within the app, maybe it is going to just select everybody who wants this for today and you pay for it through the app. Like you would, you know, like your uh mobile order or mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it remains to be seen. We will keep an eye out for that. Yes. Yes. Um, I do have information. Um I found on uh D twenty three did a an interview with Josh tomorrow, who's the head of Disney Parks experiences and products. Um they kind of uh it, ha- have you noticed <laughs> He is the head of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, so of course we're going to see him in relation to those things. But it seems like when there's bad news, the company just pushes Josh DeMauro out in front of a uh, microphone because like, literally no one on this planet doesn't love that guy. (laughs) 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 Like... if you ask any Disney fan, like, what would you do if you saw Josh tomorrow in the park? The only answer is I'd run up and hug him. Oh, he's, right? like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, <Selfie>. he's adorable. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it's like the way to soften the blow. But anyway, so D23 was doing an interview with him, and they did reveal that the Disney Genie Plus is going to be applicable to more than 40 attractions at Walt Disney World. And more than 15 attractions at Disneyland. So if you compare the if you compare 40 attractions, we'll just say, even though they said more, to the a number of attractions that currently have fast passes, it's actually less, which isn't too alarming because it seems like they would want to phase in attractions as they see how it works. You know, it's better Mm -hmm. to start small and build up than to just go in guns blazing, I guess. Um, But just in case anybody's like, well, how many is this going to apply to? Is it going to be like 10 things? No, it is going to be more than that. Um, So that's something. And then we have the, the, individual attraction selections <laughs> and this oh. you know okay I have feelings this is <laughs> so yes oh my gosh and I'm all over the map so obviously well and they, they've already said right here in the in the release seven dwarfs Mind train radiator springs obviously this is going to be rise of the resistance at both parks. Um, I would imagine Rat might get pushed into this as well. Mm-hmm. Tr- I fully expect Tron to absolutely. be absolutely
1: flight of flight of passage, test track. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, y'all can pay extra to go on test track. I'm good. <laughs>
1: right. like single line, line it's all good. <laughs> See, but here and here's the thing that I, I want to know too is okay. You have your online boarding groups for rise of the resistance, but is how is that and again I don't know the answer to it. I'm speculating. These are these are the feelings that I'm having. These are my thoughts. You have your I, I get up at 7 a.m. I do my my boarding group. I'm I'm good. I'm, you know, uh, four for four when it comes to getting a boarding group so far. So if I don't pay for the Lightning Lane, can I still get a boarding group?
0: Yes. This we do know. This is just going to be, um, it, it even says subject to limited availability. So they're still going to be doing the boarding groups, but there are going to be some percentage of spots, we'll say, set aside for people that want to pay To ride. So to me, this is one of those where if it's super important to you to go on that attraction, do you want to take the chance of trying to wait in line or do you want to just guarantee that you're going to do it? But again, it's going to be competitive. And here's where I struggle with this because. Almost certainly this is going to be – I'm using Rise of the Resistance as my example because what we currently see happening is – and I'm sure, Katie, you can attest to this – people are going to Disney for five days, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're taking their family down to Disney World. They're five, five days in the park. They made reservations for Disney Hollywood Studios for three of the, those days because – they want to make sure that they get on Rise of the Resistance and they want to make sure that they have as many opportunities to try to get a boarding group because it is so difficult to get a boarding group. Yes. So now we have a situation where they're going to take some of those spots away and make it more difficult for the people who can't pay extra to get a boarding group and offer it to people who want to pay, but I'm anticipating that the pool of people that want to pay for this and not risk not getting a boarding group is also going to be fairly large and that these lightning lane, like these individual attraction selections, are going to sell out immediately every morning just as fast as boarding groups get booked up. Oh, yeah. Because you already have people, I'm already seeing people say, so if my wife is on the app trying to get a boarding group and I'm on the app trying to buy us individual attraction selections, could we, can get you to- do can you do that? Like, will the will the app let you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that works. Right now. So I feel for the family of four who is going there, they're making their park reservations for two or three days at that one park because they're desperate to make sure that they get on rise of the resistance. And here I come with my husband, it's just the two of us and we don't know what the price of these things are going to be they've speculated that it'll be five to twenty five dollars per person based Mm -hmm. on the attraction and like the time of day and the time of year and all of that stuff so Mm -hmm. you know like if you know say that we both had like an out of mind experience and booked ourselves to go like the week of 4th of July and it's just the two of us and it's 25 bucks for each of us to guarantee we're going to get on Rise of the Resistance take my money I will pay you $50 to make sure I get on that thing Right. but if you're a family of four and you saved up three years for this vacation and now you're looking at an extra $100 it. On top of like, maybe did you buy Genie plus? did you not buy Genie plus? Like right? How much is this going to add to people's vacations, and how many people is they going to lack out of attractions just because they don't have the extra money to do it? So
1: right I, it's, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, they did limit
0: it to two right? So you can only do two of these a day. So that's something.
1: Yes. And here's the other thing too, is, is those, does that mean like, okay, I'm limited to two per day. I have a park hopper. I know I'm going to Hollywood studios and animal kingdom. Does that mean I could do an additional attraction for flight of passage and rise the resistance? Because, you know, if you think about it, two per day, all right, Hollywood Studios, what are the two big big attractions that you would pay for? If you look at, at, at the Fast Pass and how they had the tiers for Fast Passes, Animal Kingdom is Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. Those are the tier ones. Uh, Hollywood Studios' tier ones were Slinky Dog and Millennium Falcon. For Epcot, you had Soarin', you had Test Track there was only two tier ones in every park. So you have, you would have to be able to split how you do these individual attractions based on, I have a park hopper. I'm going to do one at one and one at another to make sure I get on them.
0: I mean, two, it's like, you're not required to do two a day. It's just.
1: Right. Only up to
0: most you can do. So,
1: but then here's the other question I have is let's say I don't, the, again, these are the things I'm thinking of when I, I, I know my clients. I know questions that are going to be asked. Let's say I don't want to do the Disney Genie Plus for the $15 a day. I want to do the individual attractions. Can I pay? Even though, all right, Millennium Smuggler's Run is going to be on the Disney Genie Plus. So that $15 a day Smuggler's Run is included. Let's say I don't want to do $15 a day. Can I pay for the individual attraction to ride Millennium Falcon? I think
0: that they were actually discussing that, that 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 might, uh, may or may not happen. Uh, There was other, I've heard other people asking that too. Can I just, is, is the individual attraction selection only going to apply to, you know, a specific set of attractions and you will not be able to do it outside of those attractions or is it going to be anything that any attraction that has a lightning lane you could potentially pay just for that attraction so it it we're kind of waiting to see that there's people kind of looking out to Disneyland Paris because they they are already doing this where you can do individual attraction payments mm-hmm. but we we're, we're We're just gonna be operating differently than that, and you can already see it with th- there's slight differences between the Walt Disney World and the Disneyland genie setup so yeah so i I have mixed feelings i I understand that Disney is a business and correct if you have a problem with scaling you know one of the biggest complaints that they've gotten is the crowds are too high there's too many people and also a lot of people like me included like I don't want to sit down three or four months before my trip with a spreadsheet and have to plan out at 302 on Monday September 3rd I'm gonna go on this attraction at this park And then try to figure out how I'm going to get to eat lunch at the restaurant that I want to eat at that's at a different park. Like, it's too much.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's something that I have said, um, actually, since I started, since I started, uh, you know, booking trips and and becoming a a travel advisor is um, the spontaneity wasn't there. And, you know, I... I became the queen of how to maneuver the parks and how to work around that fast pass system and make you know make sure that you were getting the most bang for your buck. But people change their minds. They they don't want to necessarily do that or you know, wake up in the morning and be like, we have to get to Animal Kingdom because our safari fly, you know, fast passes at 9 a.m. and we have to be there by 10. And, you know, at least you're getting the spontaneity back. So I can appreciate this service for that. You're getting that spontaneity back. So I do like this for for that reason. It really brings back that fast pass or I'm sorry, the paper fast pass mentality of how this was is wake up in the morning and what what are we going to do first? You know, what what can we get? What's going on? Gosh, it's a to lot pay of money. It's it. <laughs> so much money. Like we're, we're going we're going in February. We're going for we're going for twelve days in February, and there's only three of us. But we've already not including what the individual attractions are. Because I'll be honest with you, number one, I'll wake up. I'm 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 going to go for you know I'm going to keep my perfect streak going for. Rise of the resistance. We're gonna. We've gone on it. We're gonna take our chances with the boarding group. M- I don't care what Dan says, but I'm not going to Animal Kingdom and not going on Flight of Passage. I'm not not going on the Safari. I'm also not waiting three hours for these. So I will pay for that. But I've we've done the math with how much extra this is going to cost our small family of three for these days, and ugh. All I got. let
0: me just bring up Bob Chapek because
1: <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> ooh, uh okay.
0: He he famously said. It, it's funny because, you know, you hear somebody say something or you read that they said something, and that just it gets filed away, and you just remember it because it's it's a little strange. So he he famously said. A while ago, it was I think when Flight of Passage was open that you can't have ten-hour lines, and on the surface, I I get that because it it can get ridiculous. If you've never seen an insane like a truly insane line at one of the parks, it it's it can be really challenging for traffic in the park. Oh, like, all kinds of things. Well, look um, at
1: just you know. Look at um, how upset – I know this is not Disney, but look at how upset people were when Harry Potter opened up at Universal, the new um, the mm. motor coaster for Harry Potter. I mean, people were waiting seven, eight hours. That's your entire – people were basically paying $250 to get into Universal to go on that, and that's all they did. That's crazy. You can't And do that. they probably
0: all knew that going in that they're going to wait eight hours in this line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just, I'm, it, it's hard. But, yeah. It's hard sometimes because I, I'm okay. Look, at, we both worked across the street from phantasmic. What time, what time did that line start? I mean, I, oh, we, yeah. we got busy, you know, if they were running phantasmic at eight 30, There was a line down the street for turkey legs at, like, 6 o'clock. And it did not stop until the last Phantasmic show started. So if they were running one at 8.30 and then at 10 o'clock, from 6 o'clock until 10 o'clock, there was just a nonstop line of people because they were getting their food and they were getting in line because they were going to be standing there for two hours. So... And again, when I opened the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire merchandise cart, this was during the pin craze. And they were releasing a special limited edition pin. And for anybody who is familiar or was in the park at that time, that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was there. It was, like, down the road going towards, like, the Toy Story Land. um, Just inside and to the left, uh of an animation courtyard. Um, Mm -hmm. It was out the arch to animation courtyard in front of the Chinese theater and going down Hollywood Boulevard to get these pins. It was insane. And it's really challenging for safety concerns, for traffic, for, I mean, even like food carts, like, because they will run out of sodas and they will run out of pretzels so fast. So there's like a constant, influx of, you know, somebody having to come and refill these carts. And it just, it puts a lot of pressure on one area of the park. So I get what he's saying. You don't want a 10 hour line. I understand that. But like, now we're paying to get in line. right? <laughs> so, and because I am a nerd, Disney just had an earnings call the other day. And I was like, you know what, let me go look at that so I went and read the transcript and buried like halfway into the call this guy from Morgan Stanley asked Bob Chapek he said you mentioned the Disney genie how substantial of a sort of an improvement or evolution in the guest experience are you expecting to bring to market and then my magic plus is It's been around for a while, and I'm wondering if you think there's a real transformation ahead for the business as you take advantage of the last year-plus of downtime to reinvent the experience. Just maybe add some context would be helpful. And Bob (laughs) Chapek, and I quote, Okay, Ben. You used the correct word, transformational. My Magic Plus was us basically sticking our toe in the pond of this type of transformational work. Disney Genie is that program on steroids. This is going to revolutionize our guest experience. Guests are going to spend less time waiting and more time having fun in our parks with a dramatically improved guest experience. That's going to make their navigation of their day and their planning of their day much easier. Essentially, what it's going to do is take the customer preferences that we know from our consumers, given what we know from them, and blend that with basically industrial engineering data that we've got in terms of how our park is operating that day, and meld those together to make suggestions on the fly that not only will lead to that improved guest experience, but at the same time lead to substantial commercial opportunities as the guest navigates their base. So it certainly qualifies in my mind for both materiality and trace transformational impact on our business from a yield standpoint, AKA this thing that we're introducing in the fall is going to rake in a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with a business making money. I have my own business and I understand the struggles with scaling, right? Because in my business, I'm the only person. So if I get a hundred inquiries for weddings, I can't shoot a hundred weddings in a year. I can physically only handle like 25 to 30 weddings. So if I'm getting a hundred inquiries, I need to raise my price, So that my inquiries more closely match what I can actually book. But the problem with this is, is I feel like they've made every single attraction a financial exchange. Mm -hmm. Right. It would have been different if they said, hey, we're doing we're releasing Disney Genie and it's going to give you more updated ride times and it's going to tell you like oh princess jasmine is out doing a meet and greet in morocco right now and you selected that you like princesses and we want you to know that she's out doing a meet and greet right now cool that's awesome so if they had just done that and then said hey for some of these very specific rides we're going to take away the fast pass option and we're going to do an individual selection where if you would like Where if this attraction is super important to you, you can pay this fee and you can get into this lightning lane and just not even do Disney Genie Plus or have Disney Genie Plus and do not have the separate high, you know, e-ticket plus we'll say (laughs) attraction as a separate paid thing. But they've basically, I mean, think about how many attractions have a fast pass line. Right. Right. So, and I know, I know, somebody put out a Disney bingo card for this exact topic, and I had to laugh because as I was reading through it, I was like, I had literally every single one of these thoughts. One of those was when Walt opened Disneyland in one thousand, nine hundred and fifty-five. You had like a small entry fee into the park, and then you paid for each attraction based on its as you you know as you were saying like tier based on its tier. So you know, the E-ticket attractions were the big deal attractions that everybody wanted to go on, and they were the most popular. And then you had D-ticket was a level below, and C-ticket, you know, all the way down to the A-ticket. Later on, he realized that people were taking their wallets out too often, and they were kind of feeling nickel and dimed, so he started to do the ticket books, where you would get, you know, two E-tickets and three D-tickets and da-da-da-da-da. So this... Yes, I understand people that are saying that this resembles that, but like I'm paying 185 dollars to get in the park.
1: I know, <laughs> and I. And here's my other problem. Now, everybody in this day and age, this is this is going to sound very, I don't know. Everyone in this day and age, we're all on our phones, twenty four seven. We're on our phones. I, I, if, you know our kids have phones or tablets or Nintendo switches like they have some sort of electronic but when I go to Disney, I'm going for family time how like now we're gonna be really bare you know you're gonna be constantly on your phone even more i i, I don't know i have make- mi- i have a lot of mixed feelings about this I really do I mean. And then, okay, so here's the other thing. So most people do have electronics. What about, we'll, we'll use your, your your dad, for example, and, and, and Dale, I'm sorry for using you as an example. But, <laughs> you know, you you have said it before, too, on the call that your dad is not, they're not technologically advanced when it comes to smartphones. So what about these older couples that are, and I'm not saying Dale, your Dale, Martha are old. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but like older than your parent couples that are going, that don't have smartphones that still have flip phones. And what are, how are they going to take advantage of this? So are they being shunned out of it? Like, I, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I because don't.
0: when they got rid of, you know, they're letting go of my magic plus and that, that, they eliminated the Magic Bands for well. I mean, you could still use your Magic Band, but they're not just giving them to resort guests for free anymore because they need so to buy
1: them. Their right. thought
0: was, well, people have their phone, and all of these things are available on their phone. So if they want the Magic Band, they can get it separately on their own. But we're just going to move everything over to the phone. So
1: I don't know. Yeah. I... Um, I have feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm going to voice my feelings, but I'm also not going to get myself in trouble for my feelings, but everyone's going to have the same feelings, but we'll have answers. I mean, I'll, I'll have answers and, you know, it's already, I'm, I'm considering when this does go live, I'm, I'm possibly maybe going to be going down for a weekend by myself to experience this firsthand. I mean, you'll all be the first to know if I do. It's going to be a lot.
0: Yeah. My, so my main questions are what percentage of attraction riders are going to come from Disney Genie Plus? Is it going to be a similar amount to FastPass, Pass, that, like the 80-20? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be less, you know, like 50-50 or something like that? Is there going to be a time element with the Disney Genie Plus so that if you are a family who likes to, you know, if you're staying at a deluxe resort and you are getting the extra hours in the evening at a park and so you want to sleep in and get up and go to the park at like 11, is there going to be a time element that makes it so that you're not, you know, relegated to your first? (laughs) For your first lightning lane being at like 5 p.m., you know, how are they going to balance that among all of their guests and which attractions are going to be the individual attraction selections and what are the ranges of prices for those going to be? And again, how many of those are they going to issue per attraction? Yeah. Those are the things I'm going to be looking out for first. I mean, I, the last few times we've gone, we haven't really done fast passes and we've done a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, So even with, you know, that such a high percentage of people on attractions coming from the fast pass line, we still got to do a lot of the big attractions and do a lot of big stuff. But I know that, you know, the daily capacity for Rise of the Resistance when it's working all day and doesn't break down is only like nine to 10,000 people. And if you have 50,000 people in the park, you know, that's only 20% of the people. And I can guarantee you if somebody went to Disney Hollywood Studios, that is the number one thing that's on their list. Right. Yeah. Like, there's no way that at least 50% of the people in that park at any given time aren't there trying to get the boarding group.
1: Oh, absolutely. Especially now. Yeah. So that's
0: a lot of disappointed people. Yeah. And now you're going to take some slots away to give to people who can pay. Everybody was on an even keel before. It was like, you got to... You got to figure out where the best Wi-Fi is. Right. And it's a, it's an animation courtyard. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you know you got to so you got to. But everybody was on a basically even keel, and now right. it's like uh, if you have more money, you're on a higher keel. But again, like I said, I would pay it because I didn't get to do it. Well, it wasn't open when I was there last time, but my parents went and. You know they were a little frustrated that they didn't, you know that they they're gone in two seconds, like literally two seconds. Right. And you know if I'm going with my husband, who's like a raging Star Wars junkie, like I'm not even gonna take the chance. We're just if we can buy a board if we can buy a boarding group, we're buying it. And and same thing with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Like I would pay for that too, us up to a certain amount. Like I'd probably pay pay ten bucks for it, I don't think I would pay 25
1: No, I wouldn't pay, yeah. Honestly, like, okay, so this is coming from a non-Star Wars fanatic and plus I've already gone on it, but personally, my opinion, let's say I have never been on Rise of the Resistance, the only thing I would be paying extra for, personally, would be Slinky Dog and Flight of Passage. If you were to ask Dan, being a Star Wars nerd junkie who has already like saving his money for the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, which that's a whole other convo, <laughs> that's a whole other <laughs> podcast, um, he would add he would add Rise of the Resistance to that. But that's it. Like I'm not. I wouldn't pay. I don't know.
0: And that's another thing too. This comes. Down to, I think this will be interesting to see over time, you know, a family that goes down maybe multiple times a year, you know, maybe they live close by or they just have, you know, they have Disney Vacation Club or, you know, they don't really vacation anywhere else, how they utilize these services versus the family who can only go every like four or five years. So this is like a really big trip for them and... You know, their kids are 5 and 10, and the next time they go, their kids are going to be 10 and 15.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How are they, you know, are is that family that only goes every few years going to say, well, I want to make sure we do all these things because we're not coming back here for a while, so, here, you know, I'll pay for it, or... Do you think the people who go more often are going to be more likely to pay for it because they are doing other things?
1: Right. I mean, Um, even even looking at for if they make it where you it's not an all or nothing kind of deal. So again, we're going, you know twelve days. My my midlife crisis trip. We're going to be in the park for probably ten of those days. If I don't have to do an all or nothing thing, I'm probably only going to be getting it a couple days. There's no reason for me to have to fast pass, sorry, lightning lane <laughs> big thunder mountain every single time. Maybe maybe 50% of the trip I would I would do it for. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, like can
0: I just can I just do Disney Genie on Tuesday and Friday?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm you know, we'll, we're definitely going to be doing Epcot multiple days because, again, midlife crisis. One of the days I'll be spending the entire time in the country. So there's no reason to have to have the Disney Genie Plus for when I'm walking around the countries. So why would I pay yeah, for it that I'd day? Be in,
0: I'd be more likely to use it on a day that I know I'm going to be spending in Magic Kingdom or right. Hollywood Studios. But yep. I'm probably not using it at Animal Kingdom because I'm just going to rope drop right and go right to the attraction that I want to do the most first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I'll just wait for everything else. Cause Animal Kingdom is a meandering park and you just, if you do it right, <laughs> Absolutely. you just kind of wander around and see what you see. And it's, you know, it's a discovery park, you know, they've designed it in a certain way so that you are Constantly discovering things, but you know, Magic Kingdom is all about attractions. Yeah,
1: so. it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, and hopefully, we'll have more answers soon.
0: Yes, I, I, so,
1: I know what everyone else knows pretty much. You know, I, I don't have an up on a, a leg up on anyone. What I know is what everyone else knows.
0: Well, you did tell us about the seven a.m. thing for resort guests yes. um, because that is not on the blog it's in it it's not on any of their individual web pages that talk about Disney Genie so that's something that is that's really good to know um but yes so again like I said guys I'm not gonna make it a habit to do episodes about you know like just news things because we can do those on our Facebook lives uh when we do those periodically Um, but this is such a big topic and it's, you know, it's been out in the, in the chasm, I guess you can say for a week at the time of recording. I didn't want to just do this like immediately because you never know if Disney's going to drop some new little tidbit here and there. So that's what's happening now. So if you have trips coming up, They said fall. We have no idea what that means. That could
1: could mean (laughs) November 30th. I mean, let's be honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if you currently have a trip booked or tickets purchased, obviously, if you have done that with Katie, she will keep you abreast on any new developments. And we will keep you posted, you know, in the Facebook group and on the Facebook page and all of that good stuff. So I don't have anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we've expressed how confused we are about how we feel <laughs> about this. Oh my gosh, I know.
1: Like I said, I, I, I my, my biggest thing is I'm having these questions, which means I know that all of you as my clients, or if you are my clients, you are going to have these questions. So just know that I don't know and I will try and find out as soon as possible. <laughs> You know all I know
0: right now is I simultaneously hate this and also like yeah. kind of love it a little bit.
1: <laughs> I know, I mixed, I mixed, I mixed.
0: I I hate I well, I should say I hate Disney Genie Plus. I hate it. I I absolutely despise it. But I do kind of like the individual attraction selections. I kind of like that.
1: Yeah. I I my big uh, I I'm enjoying the fact that the spontaneity is coming back. That's that's my that's what I'm going with right now. That's going to be my my go-to phrase. Yeah, because the other thing is
0: going to be too like what if you buy the individual attraction selection and the attraction breaks down. Yeah. Or part of it isn't in A mode, you know, like Right. I want everything working exactly as it should. What if I go on, you know, one of the examples I kept hearing was like, what if you go on Splash Mountain and um, Br'er Rabbit isn't, the Br'er Rabbit animatronic isn't jumping, you know. Now, obviously, only somebody who's been on it a bajillion times would know that that's supposed to happen. <laughs> right. But, you know, if it's not in 100% working mode. Am I gonna get my we're money back? No How, yeah, yeah we're, we're,
1: gonna have, the, we're gonna have to conversation.
0: <laughs> so this is gonna be interesting to see. But again, yeah, yeah we'll we'll keep you guys updated. Yep, um if you have any other questions you can feel free to ask them in the group and I can, you know, try to link any resources that I know or um you know stuff like that or Katie can jump on and ask or answer a question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's what, that's what we know right now. And, and yeah, that's it. Uh, So I, I, I'm pulling up to the stop here and I'm going to let you guys off and we will have episode 25 coming up in a couple of weeks, which is super exciting, like hitting another milestone. I'm so excited. And The website is going to be live on September 1st. It's not going to be just a stupid landing page anymore. So that's super exciting. (laughs) Um, So lots of stuff coming down the line. So uh, we will talk to you guys again
1: soon. Bye, everybody. That's a wrap
0: on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com on facebook and instagram at pictures and postcards travel or you can email her directly at kfisher at nyaa.com now that you've had a listen we invite you to join our main and magic friends community on facebook to share your thoughts about the episode you're welcome to pop in to share an idea story or photo and connect with other disney fans you can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maine and Magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at mainandmagic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening, and of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say, see you real
1: soon!